The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome and happy 2017, everybody. Hope it's been a great year for you so far. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. It has been lovely here. It was joyful, created lots of memories, and ready for a fantastic 2017. I am standing across from uh, Jennifer Owen O'Quill today. So, Jennifer, you want to say hi real quick? Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2017. Absolutely. So, uh, nice shout out to my wife, Beth. She got a standing desk for uh, me from for Christmas. Yeah, Beth. So we're we're doing a little different today. So we're standing and uh, getting to look at each other, and uh, you know the studio is ready to go. So again, thanks for joining us. I get notes each week from around the world, from our blog, from uh, notes about our radio show, and greatly appreciate it. And so really, uh, folks anywhere from China to Australia to the UAE, uh, you don't know how much it means to hear about what's going on in different parts of the world. And we're we are always open to incorporating your ideas into the show. So to reach us, um, please feel free during the show uh, to call us at 1-866-472-5788. You can email us at jeff at voltageleadership.com. If you'd like more information about Voltage, find us on the website, www.voltageleadership.com. Again, voltageleadership.com. And I encourage you, uh, what Joanne and I, uh, not Joanne, I'm looking at uh, Jennifer. I was talking to Joanne earlier today. What Jennifer and I are talking about today is um, really about goal setting. And so if you want to go out and see the blog that I wrote to sort of get you launched for the year, again, it's at voltageleadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership, and then you can connect with me at Jeff Smith, Voltage Leadership Consulting, or Jennifer Owen O'Quill, Voltage Leadership Consulting. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Jeff, and I promise this will be the last week that you will uh, have to go through all the Jamie stuff on my uh, Twitter account. We are playing the national championship, the game this upcoming Saturday, so my Twitter followers are, are getting a heavy dose of JMU, but uh, please know we're very excited. Uh, Philip, my 13-year-old son, and I will be flying out to Texas, so looking forward to watching a national championship game. So that will achieve one of my goals early in the year is to spend quality time with each child, so to get a trip out of the way, and uh, I'm very excited about it. So Jennifer, what have you been up to? How was your holidays and things like that? I had a great holiday, Jeff. It was it was great to be home and have the thinking time that I love to have to get myself focused on what I want to accomplish in the coming year and to really take a moment to pause and think, not just what do I want to accomplish, but what do I hope for in 2017? What is it that I really hope when I get to the end of the year has come true. And so um, I sat down and did that with my family on New Year's Day and had my son send that uh, his list of hopes for our family to me via paper airplane. Nice. <laughs> I like fun. it. I like it. So you're hearing the voice of uh, Jennifer Owen Jennifer works with me at 
Voltage Leadership and is an outstanding facilitator coach. And uh, what we want to talk to you about today is how do we hit our goals? Uh, how do we make 2017 the best year that we can possibly make it? Each year has its sort of own theme and uh, its own pacing and things like that. Um, and so right here at the outset, we know lots of you set resolutions and they generally say that Somewhere on the order of 50 to 60% of the resolutions are dead by my birthday. My birthday is January 31st. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, normally they're dead by then. And so we want to just give you some of our best practices and tips and suggestions. So even within that, you said it, your hopes. You know, hope is not really a, a strategy. It's just a hope. So what's your strategy, you know, for these hopes to come true? What, what, what's your couple of best practices, Jennifer? All right. Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to wedge your hopes to a plan of action. Those three things, wedge your hopes to a plan of action. And if you put those three things together, you will you will arrive at your destination but mm. without without determining to actually get into the car, step uh, sit behind the wheel and drive somewhere. You won't actually arrive. Yeah, I like that. Um, we'll certainly build on that throughout the show. Uh, for me, it's uh, and I think we're saying a lot of the same thing. It's about intentions. Um, if you don't set a clear intention, you kind of meander throughout the course of the year. So, um, you know, uh, we, we all have those sort of grand intentions from time to time where it's like, oh, I really like to do such and such. And as long as you kind of leave it at that, there's really no plan there. There's no real hope uh, that that's going to happen. It's just a nice thought. And thoughts are great, but thoughts don't get you to actually be able to perform better. That's Sorry? right. Yeah. That's right. One of the things I encourage, um, and again, you'll see this in the blog. We talked about this a little bit, uh, is the wheel of life as a nice place to start. It's a uh, exercise where you kind of assess various aspects of your life from your personal growth, career, um, relationships in your family. We do it on a zero to 10 scale. Again, uh, it's in the blog this week. So if you just check that out. But what I would say about that is take a, take a kind of look at how do you feel about the course of the year? It was interesting. Um, in uh, our kids went to school yesterday, but I had the day off. Uh, so we kind of cleaned up the office here and, and got it there. So I, I reset goals, launched some new goals. You know, there were there was a couple that I missed, and I was letting those weigh in my mind a little too much, quite honestly. When I looked at the goals that I set for last year, I achieved five out of seven. The sixth one, uh, I had a knee injury, and that kept me from running a half marathon that I want to run. So, you know, that's okay. It'll get done. And the seventh one um, really was a relatively minor goal, but it was nagging in my brain. So I didn't feel like I had nearly as successful as years I did. So I'd also say, go and look at your data first and really make sure, did you critically assess 16 to say, how did it go? When I looked at it, I was six for seven. And, you know, the one that I the missed, the, the half marathon miss, I, I gave myself credit for because I did run other races. I'd run plenty of 13 mile runs throughout the course of the year. It was a much better year than I thought. So go back and really critically set, set 16 before you launch into 17. What do you think, Jennifer? I think that's really important. You have to know where you've been and, and to give yourself a chance to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I, I do find that when you take a, a moment to stop and look at what you've actually done, it's really incredible how much you actually accomplish. But we're so busy moving to the next thing that we often don't take the opportunity to uh, do the thing that actually gives us momentum, which is that sense of achievement. Yeah, and and that built up my um, ability to dream a little bigger for 17, too, as well, quite honestly. When I looked and said, gosh, we launched this radio show. Uh, We wrote over 50 blogs over the course of the year. We were able to bring on a bunch of new customers, travel the world was able to have like dates with each of my children, have a have some fun. And, uh, you know, outside of missing sort of, uh, I would have liked to have lost maybe five more pounds. It was a heck of a Where, year. Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm going to get ready for these races, I got to lose those five pounds. But, but my story in my head wasn't quite as good. And so once I really sat that down, I was like, wow, 
this was a really great year. 16 was a great year. And go ahead. I want to say something about achievers, um, just to remind us about achievers. Achievers are people who are never satisfied. Mm. And so it's more important than ever, I think, to take that moment to really stop and notice what you have accomplished and then to acknowledge that and celebrate that with your team. If you're a very successful leader, the, the discipline of pause and celebrate is so important to energizing your team around you and to allowing them to really savor the victories and the mountaintop moments. That's a piece of feedback I've gotten <laughs> over the course of my career. Why don't you ever stop to celebrate? So I'm glad that you did that. You took the time to really enjoy where you've been. Well, thank you. And Jennifer, just so you know, had a record year for herself. So uh, congratulations. Well, did you just take the time. Yeah, awesome. You did a fantastic <laughs> job. So as I sat down and looked at 17, you know, it really was coming from a place of strength. Now, not all of you may be in that place. You may feel like there's lots that you want to do, whether it's new career or maybe it's weight loss or it's starting some new habits. What I'd want you to think about, though, is really write you know, sort of your story on December 31st of 2017. What would be your desired outcome when you sat down and reviewed 2017 and you're getting ready for the, the New Year's Eve party or time with your family or whatever it is? What would be those things that you would want to celebrate around that dinner table, uh, at the happy hour, whatever it is? Get really crystal clear. And the more clear that you can be on that, the better it is. So running a half marathon, great. Maybe setting a time goal or maybe it's crossing the finish line with a friend. So uh, coincidentally, one of my friends, Matthew Scott, asked if I would run the Monument 10K in Richmond, Virginia with him. And I put that down on my list. And so I don't care about the time. I'm, I'm a faster runner than Matthew. So what's going to happen, though, is my image is going to be a couple races this year of crossing with best friends. Who cares about the time? You know, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm not going to be as fast as I was at 18. What I can be, though, is I have a hard time spending enough time with friends. So I changed the goal instead of it being a time goal. What's the feeling that I'm going to have when I cross that finish line with Matthew Scott or maybe it's David Derrick or Stuart Pearson later in the year? That's a little different for me, but the crystal clear vision that you can put, maybe even some words around feeling, will help you achieve the goal. Jennifer, where are you? I have a great example of that in 2016. I had an intention at the beginning of the year. It was my 10th anniversary, and Mm -hmm. I had this vision in my mind. I was going to renew my vows. Uh, I was going to have a second honeymoon with my husband, and I was going to be able to renew my vows in my wedding gown. Mm -hmm. All right, so 10-year anniversary was a big goal. I actually did that on my fifth anniversary, which was fun. And so I spent a lot of time at the beginning of the year in the gym working out, uh, working out really pretty hard. And by the time I actually pulled up to, uh, to that anniversary, I'd done something else. I had this idea in my mind, but I'd also run across a dress that was a lot like that wedding gown. <laughs> and I had I had gone ahead and bought that dress and I'd put it in the closet. And I thought, regardless, the picture in my mind is still going to happen mm. it one way or another. And so it came to that day, right? And I put on the wedding gown and it was a really hot day and the gown was very heavy and it wouldn't zip. (laughs) And I had this other dress and I just looked at it and I thought, oh, well, I'm going to put on this other dress and it was beautiful and lightweight and I looked the same, right? But um, the vision still actually fulfilled. So just because it doesn't come out exactly the way you have in mind. That set of intentions put the whole first half of my year on a particular course, Mm. and I got to exactly where I wanted with my son, renewing our vows um, up at the Star here in Roanoke, which is a lovely setting, 
And uh, we had a great time sailing for a week. So it was a fantastic time. And did the dress really matter? No. It was just to help the picture in my mind to motivate me to get me where I wanted to be. Well, that's awesome. I'm sure you looked marvelous in either dress. So marvelous, <laughs> darling, marvelous. All right. Well, I think that's a great lesson right there. It's the um, – with a desired outcome, there, there's more than one possibility, right? And similar for me with the, the wanting to run the half marathon, the training was great. I did lots of right things. An unfortunate knee injury happened. But that didn't change that all along the year I'd had really good runs with friends. Right. I stayed in shape. You know, I was able to, to, to get there. Was it exactly the way I fin- wanted it finished? No. But you know what? There were some great lessons learned about resiliency for me and sort of saying, hey, I'm going to miss a goal. Am I okay with that? So I'd also talk to you about, you know, you're going to set some goals. I had one uh, one of my clients today send me his goals for the year. And we're, we'll talk in our next coaching session, but it's probably 40 to 50 goals. And it's just so overwhelming that I'm like, wow. You know, some of these are uh, uh, cascading goals within each other. But still, it's just so much to follow. You know, what I want you to be thinking about is, you know, really, we're the top two, three goals. Right. It's it's hard to change lots, right? And so, just by starting and maybe picking one and getting started. So for me, you know, folks that know me well, uh, I like my diet Pepsi's, you know, and <laughs> you know, I'd done very well at kind of getting it out of my diet last year, and then it just slipped back in a little hard stretch. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the goals is. Hey, you know, I want to be healthier. And so I'm not going to promise myself that I'm not going to have any Diet Pepsis. But can I get it back to sort of one a day? And maybe most days it's none. You know, and so starting small instead of, okay, well, there's 16 things I want to do in my diet. You know, let's start small. What's one thing? So I encourage you, don't make it the perfect goal. Just start with one and see what we've got. And let's get started. So what we're going to do is after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to start to talk about some of the best practices and some of the guidelines that we would have for folks around setting goals. Thanks for being with us today, and we'll look forward to seeing Talk to you in two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tired of wasting time and spending marketing money with little results? Are you looking for more leads, clients, and revenue in your business with predictable results? Tune in to Mojo My Business with the team behind Mojo Global, Ira Rosen, and Corey Michael Sanchez. Our program will showcase proven expert solutions that have helped countless businesses outsell the competition and gain massive market share. Mojo My Business can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. And again, we're talking about um, 2017. How do we make it the best year possible for you? I'm here with Jennifer O'Noquill from Voltage. And we're having a conversation about the goals and how do you set them? Uh, you know, the the blog that I posted was resolutions are hard. So how about some desired outcomes? You know, and, and part of the reason that resolutions are so hard is they stay so vague. You know, there's always this like, oh, I want to be a better person. Or I heard someone say that they're going to try to be more positive. Well, that's a struggle, right? There's there's just things that are missing from that. So one of the things that I really work with um, for folks to take it from resolution to an actionable goal is something called the SMART model. Many of you are familiar with this. This is not rocket science. This is just reminding you, sharpening the saw, as Stephen Covey would say, about let's go back to some of our best practices. So SMART, the one I'm going to use, is specific. Setting a clear, specific goal. Making it measurable. You know, so whether it's uh, a revenue target for your area, is a certain number of launched products by a certain date, is it a, uh, a time goal in a race? You know, it should be measurable so that you can have a sense for are you achieving it or not? That brings us to the next one, achievable. You know, so it can be uh, great that, uh, you know, I set a goal of running a four-minute mile. That is not achievable, right? So it is specific, it's measurable, but it's not achievable. So is the goal that you're setting also achievable by you, your team, your organization? You want to stretch, but it should be achievable and not such a stretch that it's a team motivator. Similarly, realistic. And so given the constraints of all the things that we're trying to work on, um, is it realistic that we can achieve this this year? So when I, you know, we had Amy Ankrum on the show a few weeks ago, you know, they originally, when they were setting goals, set just too many. And it was probably achievable for any of the goals that we set, but it wasn't realistic to do six or seven of them in that year. And so realistic is, okay, yes, it's achievable. Is it realistic given the set of circumstances we're facing in 17? Finally, timely. And so What's the time period? When are you going to hit it? By when? So that we can make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable. So that's a SMART goal. And again, it's not probably trying to set 20 SMART goals. It might be three to five would be sort of best practices. Jennifer, what do you think about SMART goals? And and take us where you'd like to go next. Well, I think about when I think about SMART goals, I think it's about analyzing where you are taking a look at, you talked about the life pie uh, earlier today, looking at the whole of your life. But if you were to um, slice your business into slices of people and leadership and competition and marketplace needs and all of the various things that go into what it takes to um, lead a business, the, the other piece to consider beyond all of those elements is the capacity, Hmm. right? That's where you get the realistic. Is it realistic? And how many of these can I do? Um, I do think it's very important in the motivation factor to build on success and to set something that is 
going to be a challenge, but not eight things that are going to be a challenge. Right. So you want to strive to great purpose, but you don't want to strive to a sense of deflation and failure. So uh, you learn from failure. That's true. But to build on some success is, a little, is an easier way to benchmark. And then you can analyze if you've gone too easy on yourself. If you've hit it by the first quarter, then maybe you need to set tougher goals. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because um, I am curious, like, you know, what's your sort of guideline for a stretch? Like, you know, you we're kind of aiming to stretch ourselves, you know, and push. But, you know, do you have a, a target number you use or, or a mindset when you're working with our clients around stretch goals? Well, I, I look at the interaction between capacity of ability and plus time. Hmm. Do you have the ability in the talent and the resources, the financial resources, so the, the talent and the financial resources, and then the time mm-hmm. to actually accomplish that? And if you are pushing at the limit already, what more? how much more are you asking? So I'll give you an example. There's an organization um, we work with, and the organization has um, been in a financially challenging cycle and so they have um, reduced their workforce but they haven't reduced the scope of Uh, the expectations Mm -hmm. and those folks were already pushing the calendar over 50 at 50 or over 50 hours Mm -hmm. so to not regroup and reset the expectations inside of the business of what can be accomplished what what that means is that in the face of priorities people are throwing um Darts in the wind, maybe, or, or blindfolded <laughs> darts. Let's use that. They don't know. They don't know which the priority to take because they're overwhelmed. And so, if you if you don't pause when there is a change in capacity and really reset the expectations to what really is the most important thing to allow people to hit that, then. Um, that's just a deflating experience and you don't get a strategic result. I just want to be clear. She said darts in the wind. Darts in the wind. I not other things that rhyme with that. We have young boys. <laughs> and so I can just hear some of our audience saying, what'd you say? She oh, said darts in the wind and maybe went to blindfolded darts. So <laughs> maybe one of our, our goals for this year is that uh, we, we uh, only have one um, uh, improper use of the English language in, uh, in, in a show. I don't know if that's achievable or not, that's but we'll, right. we'll let you guys be the judge. I, of that. I got that one this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I like this idea of this uh, ability plus the team, you know, and that's a struggle for us, quite honestly, at Voltage. A lot of times there's great work that we could go get. Right. Um, but we're a relatively small team of six or seven people where there's certainly lots more that we could go do. We could be interested. We can be curious. But how do we also sort of balance that lifestyle of let's let's do things like, you know, raise our children, be involved in our community, be able to give back to, you know, to each other, but also to grow ourselves. You know, I don't know that I have a, a set standard for my folks I coach as well. I generally talk to people about, you know, your business, though, is probably wanting you to improve by 10% year over year. That probably is sort of meeting expectations. What does that mean? Well, that probably means that you need to get more efficient in something. You, you need to have mastered something, right? And you probably need to have learned to delegate some things. And you say, well, I don't have people to delegate to. I would push back and just say, you know, if you don't have direct reports, there's still things that you probably take on your desk that don't need to necessarily show up there. So 10% is sort of meeting expectations. So when I'm working with folks, uh, looking at goals, I generally say, okay, let's assume 10% is meeting expectations. If you're trying to exceed, let's start to look in that 15 to 20% range. And What's the path of that? And then we decide, you know, some of my businesses have had great last couple of years. 20% would be pretty easy to achieve on revenue growth. But for others, 20% would be knocking out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of use that measure of realistic. But again, I sort of say 10% year over year is about what we need to improve upon 
15 to 20 means that you're probably a little ahead of market. So I kind of push people to think about whatever you're doing, try to go a little beyond 10%. And if you aren't paying attention to your current pace in that equation, you're making a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because if you achieved a set of goals, but you pushed the pace beyond your real capacity to expect another 10 or 20% to repeat that is a recipe for burnout. So it is measuring what pace did I run at last year and what season is it? Is it is it another season to choose to push hard again? Or am I in a rest cycle for, uh, and by that I don't mean backsliding, I just sure. mean a cycle in which that exponential growth is, is actually not, you're in an infrastructure building phase of your uh, work season. Yeah, so one of the folks I uh, coach just had a beautiful baby girl about three months ago, four months ago. So her goal for this year is, it's her third child, is to be able to raise the child well, be able to, to do all the necessary projects, but not to volunteer on all six projects that will come up. You know, going to find one that's really in her sweet spot and be able to drive that and say, you know, this is a season where just getting some sleep matters this year. This is going to be the last child. And so she knows, hey, I want to do this really well. I've got young kids also starting school in this scenario. I want to make sure this is a good year, but sign me up for one good project. But I don't know that I can do the three or four that is really traditionally what she would sign up for. So I think that's a, being a realistic uh, leader as well. Right. And that and that piece that is hidden inside of there is excellence. In When we're making decisions in our business, one of the ways that we choose is in, in which direction can we be excellent? Hmm. What is it that we're going to really excel at? Where are we going to deliver the best result? Uh, for our client and for our sense of satis- our own sense of professional satisfaction. And that's a really important a piece of the equation because the excellence breeds success. Sure. And so keeping that in mind as you're prioritizing is a helpful piece of data. Let's start this conversation here and then we'll probably continue it, uh, throughout the show. But let's talk a little bit about resiliency. Mm-hmm. So we set these really good goals, you know, and we have these great intentions at the beginning of the year to, to achieve these things. But then, you know, life happens, right? We get busy, you know, um, I've got a, uh, you know, road trip this weekend to uh, uh, Texas. I'm going up to Philadelphia with a client here in a couple weeks. You know, so I'm aiming to eat healthier. I'm trying to drink more water, all that kind of stuff. But then you get on the road and life happens and you get off track, right? So what do you do to make sure that you're still focused on the goal and maybe not beating yourself up? Any suggestions there? I think there's some intention with uh, renewing, going back to your desired outcome and Mm. repainting that picture for yourself. What did I want? What did I really want? And if you're painting a picture that's positive, it's easier to reset on the goal. Mm. If you're painting a picture of uh, discipline and... um, and I mean that in, in a negative way, not in a positive way. <laughs> if, if it's sure. discipline and retribution and, and I didn't, I'm not, uh, you'll find that your energy wanes. Our, our, our discipline in the positive sense is really grounded in our enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to paint a positive picture where you're focused on the vision of what it is that you want to accomplish, it will be a lot easier to renew your commitment to that goal when you get off track or when failure is happening. Yeah, we use the book, uh, The Power of Ted, a good bit uh, from Dave, em- Dave Emerald. And uh, what Jennifer is alluding to here is asset-based thinking versus deficit-based thinking, right? So, you know, if I was to play that same scenario, it could for me that, you know, the first three weeks I've done really well, I've honored it. And so I had a um, not-so-great weekend. Okay, I could beat myself up on that not-so-great weekend, or I could say, hey, a little bit of slip-up, but look, three really good weeks. 
How do I get right back to it? So I think there's an element of how do you build on what you're already doing? And yeah, we're going to have setbacks. If you're not pushing hard enough, you know, you should probably find some failure, truthfully, and there should be a few mistakes. But then also making sure that there's time to review what you're working on so you can say, am I on track? Am I not on track? Does that make sense? That does make sense. The other piece of that is to evaluate evaluate your errors and uh, what does it mean to really leverage your mistakes to get the learning out of them? So we only learned, right? Mistakes are indications that we're trying. <laughs> right. So uh, we only learn more, though, when we evaluate what it was that went wrong so we can apply those lessons to the next to the next run. Well, that's good. So we'll, we'll do this. We'll uh, continue on resiliency. I'd also like to have a conversation about should we have an accountability partner or not? Is that, is that a good strategy or not a good strategy? And we'll pick up on that conversation right after the break. So stay with us. We'll see you in two minutes. Thank you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson, in The Sea Around Us, said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now, back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and again, happy 2017. So glad you could be with us and taking time out of your day to uh, join us. 
I'm here with Jennifer Owen O'Quill from Voltage Leadership, and we've been talking about how to plan for 2017 and make it the best year that you can possibly make. Make it. We've talked a little bit about uh, resiliency before the break and whether we should have an accountability partner or not. Um, and so I'll finish up uh, a couple thoughts around resiliency and then turn it over to Jennifer. You know, so for me, um, I, I often have clients that get off track. Um, and they all come and they'll apologize and they'll say they're sorry like six times from Sunday. And I'm like, stop the madness. I don't need you to say you're sorry. Okay. Really, I don't. This is about you and what are you trying to achieve? And I try to work with them and say, hey, look, it's been a busy two or three weeks. I get it. We all get off a little off track. So my encouragement would be for you, let's just not beat yourself up. Let's find what's been working right. And how do you build from that? I'm not looking off scot-free either. I'm going to be saying, okay, so what's it take to get back on track? I'm going to push you and challenge you and, and make sure that you have some conversations around that. But please, for the folks out there, stop beating on yourself. Uh, Jennifer alluded to this earlier, the, the achievers, especially out there, really have a hard time finding the positive a lot of times. And so I'd encourage you, maybe that's one of your goals this year, is your positive self-talk. And how often do you do have positive self-talk? What actions do you take to do positive self-talk? Maybe it's the beginning of the day, you find a word that's a key word. End of the day, some gratitude. And what went right about today? So maybe that's one of your goals. But again, the leaders I see the biggest growth in do set some clear goals. But they're also patient with themselves when they get off track. So, Jennifer. Positive mindset is so important. It's one of the biggest differentiators between um, the extraordinarily successful is that they have that positive mindset. It's one of the first things actually I noticed about you, Jeff, is that you have this real um, sense of success that you carry with you. And that's a piece of why I think people are attracted to the business because there is that spirit inside of it. And and we see the evidence of what happens when you have that mindset and you're able to share it and multiply that in different organizations. There's a wonderful book Dr. Amen, uh, Daniel Amen wrote um, called um, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Mm-hmm. If this is something that you really struggle with in terms of negative mindset, there's some really great practices and tools and tips that he offers. Some of it are some of the things that you alluded to, Jeff, which is being able to pause and really reflect on and draw your attention to the things that you did accomplish over the course of a day. We always have a task list. But what I would encourage you to remember is that your task list is not your to-do list. Mm. Your task list is a list of things from which you're going to select your priorities for the day. Right. <laughs> and so what are the two or three things that you must accomplish in the course of the day for it to be its most successful and attack those first? That creates that sense of positive accomplishment. And and to erase that language of that's my to-do list, that's your task list, and you create a set of priorities and a to-do list from that. It builds that momentum. So that's a tip for help, helping to create that sense of accomplishment and positivity. Good. And there's some things there I want to get back to, but I'm going to skip over that for a moment. Uh, I took a note, so we'll get back to that. The question that I asked sort of before the break was uh, accountability partners. Mm -hmm. Should we or shouldn't we? So an accountability partner is someone that you share your hopes, your goals with, and you say, hey, can you help hold me accountable to what I'm trying to hit? And, um, you know, then there'll be some sort of regular follow-up. So I just want to make sure we're all working off the same language. So Jennifer, I'll let you go first this time. You know, accountability partner, is that a good thing? Not a good thing. What's your thought? So I have always had an accountability partner. It's really important. I've had sometimes a cohort of colleagues that were accountability partners. Um, in, and there's there's different types of accountability partners. There's a coach that can be a person that you really trust that is your person that's driving your um, skills and your particular desired outcomes for your whole life and professional life. And there's 
Uh, another gr- accountability group that can be a group of colleagues that have a similar set of experiences. I have a, a cohort of CEOs that I meet with that I facilitate a strategy session with over the course of the year. And that group provides accountability for what are what are you doing to move forward the, the goals that you had, but also they understand each other and they can bring a fair amount of compassion to the and, and wisdom, both to the conversation because they understand firsthand. So there's accountability in terms of a coach that's pushing you to achieve your particular goals and outcomes. There's the accountability of a peer group of other professionals that are doing the similar kinds of work. And I think both of them are useful. Okay, good. Um, in general, I agree. Um, here, here's the places where you just have to be cautious about it. And I think Jennifer alluded to this a bit. Do you trust the person that you're going to share your hopes and dreams with? Um, so this this isn't about um, stealing your idea and things like that. You, know, you should watch that if it, you know, you're, you're working on a patent or something like that. What I mean by that is I remember the first time I was going to run a marathon and people were like, oh, my God, you're going to ruin your knees. The knee injury I had had nothing to do with me like running like, you know, all these years. But people were like, gosh, that's crazy. And, you know, only crazy people run marathons. Similarly, a couple of years after that, I decided to go out on my own and start my own company that has been, you know, we're five and a half years in now. It's been outrageously successful. But I can't tell you how many people that I talk to that try to talk me out of launching my own business. You know, they're like, uh, and I launched it literally um, in October of uh, 2011. And so we were right at the height of unemployment. Unemployment in the U.S. was running close to 10%. Uh, I remember I, them announcing that and saying, oh my gosh, you're, you're leaving a job where you paid a salary and all that. And, you know, you're going to uh, pursue your dreams and all that kind of stuff. And so a few of those people, I was really shocked that they wouldn't have supported me. And I was kind of testing them out to be my accountability partner to try to help me stay accountable. You know, I never done a website before, written the marketing materials, and I was looking for people that were going to help me. And so one of the barriers that I ran into was, wow, you know, I've got to be really making sure that the people that I am going to count as accountability partners understand my hopes and dreams and can give me both support, but also challenge me right. and, and believe in that. And so I think part of what, when you look at your 2017 goals, you may have different accountability partners. Um, there's a concept out there called an advisory board that is find four to five people that can be your personal advisory board, kind of like companies have it. And so each person may be something different. So I've got someone, uh, everything from maybe a spiritual advisor to using um, someone like Scott Eplin as an executive coach for me to help me stay focused on my own tasks to really close friends that have known me since childhood. And they'll tell me the real me. They'll say, Jeff, that doesn't sound like who you are. Why are you concentrating on that? And so those are the people that I'm really going to make sure understand what I'm trying to achieve and have them hold me accountable. So I think that in general, accountability partner, good idea. Just make sure that you're you're well vested in your own goals. And then when you're starting to, to explain this to people, make sure they have your best interest at heart as well. I would say as you're thinking about the who's in that what is the direction in which you're trying to grow? Mm. And has is that person the right light for yeah. the direction you're trying to grow? So I have a couple of new mentors that I'm adding to my cohort of, of um, accountability this year. Some folks that have been down the road that I am going to move on. And both of them are giving me their time. I'm going to be very specific in my requests. Good. Both very successful leaders. <laughs> so uh, I'll be very succe- specific in my requests. But thinking about, given their gifts and talents and what they've achieved, how can they help me? And what wisdom do they have? 
and uh, and how do I and how do I connect to that? Mm-hmm. And is the right direction for accountability necessarily the direction I have been looking? So there are some there are some folks that might not be accountability partners. They might be better support people for you, sure, or just fun companions. Right. And I would, th- would also offer a caution of be careful what you ask of your spouse right. <laughs> <laughs> and your really close friends mm-hmm. because that might not be the role they need to be cast in or they want really. And sure. so to expect things of our partner or our best friend that might not be appropriate for the role that they want to play in right. our world. Yeah, that's a good reminder. You know, I think one thing that I don't want to hit on about um, one of the barriers that I would have, um, you're, you're starting new things a lot of times when you're trying to hit goals, right? Mm-hmm. And so you guys are busy there listening to this uh, radio show. I know, you know, you, you guys are the, the top 1% and doing what you do out there. And the reason you're listening is you want to get even better at it. And so one of the concepts I would just have is about resetting your calendar. Lee Hubert and I are working on a podcast, uh, a radio show here in the next few weeks. We'll come on and we're going to give you a bunch of tips, our best practices around time management. So we'll spend a whole show on that. But I want to hit this one right now. Resetting your calendar is critical because what's happened is where you left off in 16, you probably had some things that were left over. You know, so we talked about this earlier in an earlier show around start, stop, continue, but I'd really encourage you to start to think about this. So if you're going to try to work in new things that you're trying to learn, um, maybe new exercise, a new project you want to work on, a book you want to read to grow yourself. They're only 24 hours in a day, mm-hmm. right? And we're not asking people to get less sleep. You know, we're hopeful that some some of our clients, they're actually working on more sleep. Yes. And so one of the things that I would really encourage you to do is to sit down with your calendar in the first week to two weeks before you start back into your regular old zombie state of here it is week after week and critically assess, do I still need to be doing these things on my calendar? Are they still serving me? Do they still serve the business? Do they still serve, you know, my goals? And really start to say, Okay, if not, why are they still on the calendar? Right. Right? What do you think about that concept? I think it's really important. And and, and to look in three directions. One is what, what yes, what do you keep? There are things to add mm-hmm. sure. uh, that that might not have been important or or priorities given what you're trying to accomplish, but are now given the current state of your business and your life. So one of the things we've added is a, a real rhythm of uh Routine strategic thinking, as opposed to um, as a, as opposed to longer times, more regular uh, pieces of time over the course of the year. It's important. Uh, the other thing is that sometimes you might get asked to do something that you really want to do. This actually happened to me this week. I got asked to do something I really do want to do, and given the current state of my work and my commitment to what I want to achieve for our clients, I cannot add it. Mm. I would love to. And I had to communicate that. Right? Mm-hmm. I would really enjoy doing this. It's exactly the kind of thing I want to spend my time on. And it is not the right thing right now. And please come back. Right. So there is your yes and your no that are so important. And what you add and what you subtract and what you don't add are really important. Yeah, every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. That's right. Whether that's family time, that's that workout you're hoping to get in, it's finishing the project, or it's just sanity, or you know, so that maybe you're calmer when you go to bed at night. And so I do think that's a, a really important one. Uh, my dad was really great at this. I, I remember he was maybe 65, 66 years old, and I was stepping down from a board. And I asked my dad if he'd be if he'd like to step onto the board after I left. It was for our we both went to the same college, James Madison. And he goes, Jeff, you know, I'm really honored and flattered that you asked uh, that I would do that. 
I think it's great that you've done it. That's just not what I'm interested in. Could I offer a suggestion that you maybe recommend this person takes it? So not only did he say no in a nice way, he also offered a, a suggestion for somebody else. And so when you are getting all these requests, really think about, do I have to do that or could somebody else doing that? So calendar resetting is, is really one of the things that you'll need as a tool for the upcoming year. So what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up the show with some of our best practices. When we come back in two minutes, we'll give you a few of our best practices and our thoughts to close out this show and help you launch into a great 2017. See you in two. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I'm here today with Jennifer Owen O'Quill from Voltage Leadership Consulting, and we've been talking about how to make 2017 your best year. So we're going to wrap up the show with some of our ideas and uh, suggestions from this past hour. My first uh, thought, though, is how are you feeling? What's your own thinking right now? Are you are you nervous? Are you optimistic? You know, how are you sort of embracing 2017? And whatever it is, it's probably appropriate. All sort of reactions are probably there. You know, personally, I'm extremely excited. We will be uh, uh, writing a book. We'll be uh, It will be published early in the year. We'll continue this radio show. We've got some great new clients landing with us. 
And I'm also just a touch nervous of saying, wow, there's a lot of commitments there. You know, have I, have I carved out enough time? Uh, additionally, my, uh, my first child, uh, Olivia, got into Duke University. She'll be going off to college this year. And so that's really exciting. And, but there's also the sense of, you know, the first time, you know, having a child go lead the home and go off from college. So I'm just trying to show you that all feelings are legitimate and realistic. And the more that you can have that accountability partner that knows you, understands you, has your best intentions and desires, you know, then they'll be there to be that support person. So, Jennifer, what, what about you? What's some of your best thinking from our from our show and getting ready for next year? I want to piggy I want to piggyback on your accountability partner. It's really important to drill down into your thinking about what it is that you hope to accomplish to put some meat on the bones about what exactly the habits and behaviors that you need to be able to deliver you to that destination. So accountability partners are great, particularly if they're good question askers about, well, what are you going to do about that? How are you going to accomplish that? What is the next thing you're going to do to get to that goal? And it puts those things in, in sizable chunks. The other, the other thing I want to remind our listeners about is plan to meet. Mm. What, interactions do you need to have and uh, what's your rhythm for getting to the end of your year having um, planned and communicated effectively and that time that you gather with other people to think and to uh, decide and then act is really important those things are called at the best meetings (laughs) (laughs) I know I know (laughs) and so when you're able to design a rhythm like that where you're thinking okay strategically when is my annual meeting going to be when are my quarterly meetings going to be who needs to be in the room to keep me effective and thinking well what do I want to accomplish monthly and how do I create some strategic momentum every month and that intersection between the strategic and the tactical is what happens in those monthly meetings at their best and then that weekly rhythm of where is that accountability on an ongoing basis and what questions do I want asked during that time and what questions do I want to pose during those conversations? Those are just very important uh, benchmarks to be able to pull people together and ask questions to say, what have we accomplished? What are we going to do next? Right. I don't think there's one right way. Um, so as we're looking here at uh, the studio across the way, I've got a whiteboard. And so I've printed mine out. And so I've got a visible, visible reminder that I go and look at every day. It's right by, just so you know, I, you know, I've got other things in the room that, uh, you know, keep me to go walk over there and to look at it. And so for me, being able to visually see it is important. Mm-hmm. For others, that might not be so important. Others, uh, I've had a couple of my clients already share their goals with me, whether it's Smartsheet or Google Doc or whatever, to say, hey, I'd really like you to concentrate on X or Y in my spreadsheet. Can I count on you for that? So whatever it is, find a, a way that you can keep yourself accountable and keep it in front of you on a regular basis. Again, um, I would say that the more the smart goal it could be, so again, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely, the more they can hit those elements, the better chance of success. We also talked about resetting your calendar. Again, we'll, we'll do a much deeper dive. But to be able to do this, just like Jennifer said, you know, put some time on the calendar. I would say put your goals on the calendar first. Absolutely. Your weeks are busy. You know, so whether that's uh, getting a workout in three days a week, put the workout in there. You want to have a date with a significant other, put that on there. There's key meetings or key relationships that you want to be building over the course of this year. Get those on the calendar. The rest of the space fills in. It will. And so making sure that you've got time on your calendar, get some of that stuff that served you well maybe in 16 or maybe didn't serve you so well in 16, but get rid of some of that stuff. And then my last thought on this, uh, I'll let Jennifer wrap up with a thought or two, 
is having some patience with yourself and being resilient. Because you know what, we're not gonna hit every goal. Life's gonna get busy. Remember, this is sort of the course of the year. So there are gonna be busy seasons of this year and then there are gonna be spots where maybe it's not quite as busy. You're always gonna have a lot going on. That's just the nature of where we live in. But you know the difference of like, you know, if I, uh, if I was a CPA, I'm probably not going to want to try to hit my biggest goal in April. My biggest goal in April should be getting all my clients handled, right? But maybe my developmental goals come later in the year. So you know your own season, but being patient with yourself that you got the year to be working on these and are you on track or not? Jennifer. And that question of are you on track or not? This is a great time of year as we, as we come to the beginning of 2017 to stop and look back and say, how did I spend my year? Mm-hmm. What did I do with my time? Mm -hmm. My 168 hours a week, 112 of them, we should be awake, right? It's not actually very much time. What were my yeses and my noes? And how do I then look ahead and say, this is what matters to me and this is what I'm going to protect Mm -hmm. in terms of my time and put that down on the calendar now because then you know it will happen and you know what you can do? Relax. Right. You can just relax and allow the calendar to unfold. So any uh, great goals or uh, New Year's Eve stories you want to share? we got a minute here before we get to the end of the show. You know, um, I really did enjoy that practice of calling out the things that I hope for mm-hmm. and to really think about what it is that I want to accomplish and how I specifically want to be engaged with my world and to have an impact on the community and the clients that I have. And that was just a What is it that you want to accomplish? What is it that you hoped when you pull up to the end of 2017, your impact was on the world that we share and the people's lives around you? And what are you going to be proud of when you get to the end of the year? I'll tell you a practice that we do that's pretty simple in my family a couple times a year. Um, Just before the holidays and then just before summer break starts. What we ask are the kids, what would they like to have have happen over Christmas break, uh, holiday break, and then the summer? And we just keep a list, a uh, white piece of paper. We smack it up onto the side of the refrigerator. <clears throat> Do we hit all of them? No. Are they the most specific goals? No. But are they able to say, hey, I'd really like to do a hike or, you know, I'd like to go see a movie. And so this this past Christmas break, uh, I had only seen one movie this whole year. You know, I saw movies back to back days. We saw Rogue One one day and then we saw um, uh, Moana the next day. It was awesome. You know, the part that was awesome, though, was just sitting there looking and seeing my family together and being able, we got some popcorn and we hung out. And it was something that they had wanted to do and they'd been talking about for weeks. So, again, just asking that question made it uh, come into reality. And so I would just say, you know, do something simple. Ask your family or friends, what are a couple things that we want to get done and make that the start of some really good things for this year. Like we call that in our family the bucket list. Yeah, absolutely. And it's fun. You, I, we do it every season. What's the bucket list for fall? What's the bucket list for winter? It's also fun to do in your workplace. What what is what do we want to have? Where's the sense of play in our work? You know, if we were to have a bucket list at work, what what fun thing would we like to have come true in this quarter? And that can be part of the, what you're striving for as well. Absolutely. So I think for us, uh, we had put on, we might go play some golf as a team this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. It'll we're, be fun when I'm playing. It's always a party because it's a lot to laugh at. We'll, we'll make sure we laugh about that. And then we're on a regular quarterly basis going to try to go to lunch together as a team and you know put that around our strategic planning day. So I hope that you've gotten some really good tips from uh, from today. You know, as we look through the course of this uh, upcoming show, just a few things to look forward to. So we're going to have folks like uh, John Hagmeyer back on the show who's been an entrepreneur and some ideas that he had. Uh, folks in the Arbinger 
students to our mindset, be able to talk to them about how do we keep our mindset in the right space, as well as some time management tools and tips. Um, I'm also working to try to get a, a person that's in charge of the Entrepreneur Center at VCU on our show, as well as just some other best practices throughout the course of the year. So those are coming in the upcoming weeks. So I really appreciate that you've been with us today. You've been listening to Illuminating Leadership with uh, Jeff Smith and Jennifer Owen O'Quill. If you want to connect with us during the week, reach out to us on Twitter at Jeff or on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can always go to our website, VoltageLeadership.com. You can email me at Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com and reach me by phone at area code 540-798-1963. Again, you've been with Jeff and Jennifer on Illuminating Leadership. Make it a great 2017 and please shoot us an email and let us know about what you're trying to work on and we'll keep an eye on you and make sure that you're following up on your hopes and dreams thanks and make it a great week talk to you next week bye now thank you for tuning in to voltcast illuminating leadership please join your host jeff smith again next tuesday at 10 a.m pacific time and 1 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel we'll discuss another engaging topic next week